My name is Saul Huang, and I'm one of the pastors at Victory Alabama. You're listening to Preaching in Practice, a podcast where we talk about last week's preaching and how we can put it into practice today. We'd like to welcome you back on our second part of our series, Want More? Our whole series is actually based on Paul's letter to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6. And it helps us understand God's perspective about finances and possessions, the pitfalls of the love of money, and points us back to God's commands that lead to life. Today, I'd like to start with this very personal question. How will I know if money is the source of my confidence? Before I became a pastor, I was a businessman. I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. In fact, we eat, we sleep, and we breathe business. We owned several establishments, and at an early age, I was asked to handle money. The good side of this is that I was taught to be wise how to spend money, how to save money, and how to invest money. At the age of 20, after graduating from college, I was tasked to open a new establishment. And to my surprise, it became very successful. In fact, in less than a year, I earned my first million and everything was history. Now, the bad side, though, is that I became proud. I became arrogant. In fact, I was dissatisfied with my earnings. I wanted more. I started expanding space to accommodate more customers, more sales, increased prices, increased net profit. And I ventured out doing more business elsewhere. And then I thought to myself that I, quote-unquote, can do practically anything I want. I wasn't worried about anything because money kept on coming. But eight years later, we had a crisis in our family business. Because of a wrong decision, our businesses dropped one after the other, including my business. I was totally devastated. And at one point, I really wanted to end my life. Why? Well, because my identity My confidence and my security was wrapped up in my money-making business. So if there's anything I've learned through this experience is that you really cannot put your trust and confidence on money or on any earthly possessions. The Apostle Paul was absolutely right when he said to Timothy, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. But you might be saying, Pastor, I cannot relate with this because I'm not rich. But if you look closely at the real issue, it's not just about the rich. It's the setting your hopes or security on the uncertainty of riches. It's interesting how Paul puts it. He says, as for the rich in this present age. He didn't say, as for the rich in the coming age. Well, what he meant was that, yes, you could be rich today with all the money, all the possessions you have. But will you still have it in the future? You see, war, calamities, bad decisions, mishaps, or death may come any time. And the question is, will you still have your money or your possession tomorrow? That's why Paul says not to put our hopes on riches because it is uncertain. You will not have it in the future. So where do we put our hope then? Where do we put our trust? Where do we put our confidence, our security? Paul 
emphasized this in three words. He says, but on God. If you are a Christian and you're listening to this podcast, you might be saying, of course, God is the answer, obviously, right? But truth be told, even Christians, well, we Christians, we tend to hold on to money as a means of securing our future. Please don't get me wrong. There is nothing evil about money. There's nothing wrong about savings and investments or making it grow. That's in fact great because it's really about stewardship. But when we view money as if our life depended on it, then that is when we are missing those three words Paul emphasized, but on God. We are missing on God. He is the real security. And I know we all agree that we must put our hope on God, our trust in God. But you see, the biggest challenge of Christians today is not that we don't want to put our hope and trust in God, but because of our limited understanding of who God is. Like, for example, to some of us, we view God as a transactional God. We come to Him, we pray to Him, and we ask Him that our prayers would be answered. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But there is this transaction that you have to come. And then there's an exchange of goods and services when we come to God. You know, God to us becomes like a genie. Grant me the wish, O Lord. That's how we look at God at times. Others view God as a tyrannical God, a God of wrath, that we need to make peace, especially when we do something wrong against Him. We have to work and find favor with Him. Well, to some, they view God as this experiential God. I need to experience God first for, for me to know Him. But God is God. Whether we experience Him or not, he doesn't have to prove that He is good. Why? Because He's already good. He doesn't have to prove to us that He is faithful because He is faithful. He doesn't have to prove to us that He is Savior because He indeed is Savior. He is who He says He is. But Paul, knowing how we think about God, knowing how limited our knowledge of God, gives us this emphasis on who God is, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Let me give you three reasons why we can put our confidence in God. First, because God is rich. He is the source of wealth and riches. In fact, He owns everything, even our very own lives. In Psalm chapter 50, verse 9 to 11, God said this, He said, I have no need for a bull from your stall or goats from your pens, for every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains and the creatures of the fields are mine. That's what God says. Our God is a rich God. Secondly, we can put our trust and confidence on God because God is our provider. In fact, all His creation, including planet Earth, proves that our God is a provider. And when He provides, it's unlimited. It never runs out. Let me ask you this question. Did you ever lose the air you breathe? Did you ever lose the sun, the moon, the stars? Did you ever lose water? It's interesting because God said in Psalm 147 verse 8 to 9, He says, 
He covers the heavens with clouds. He prepares rain for the earth. He makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the beasts their food and the young ravens that cry. God is our provider. He provides. He never runs out. Thirdly, because God provides us all things so we can enjoy them. It's interesting, right? You don't have to feel guilty about it. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and He adds no sorrow with it. God wants you and me to enjoy what He provides, guilt-free. So how can I put this into practice? Well, the Apostle Paul gives us a practical way. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So number one, first of all, stop worrying about money. Second, pray and ask God. Third, you ought to be thankful. And lastly, if you know your God, you can approach Him boldly. I like to end with this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. The Bible says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sake He became poor, so that you, you and me, by His poverty, might become rich. Let me encourage you today. Pursue our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because He is the source of true riches. Thank you for tuning in. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on our website, www.victoryalabang.church. While you're at it, you can share this with your friends. Tune in next Tuesday for a brand new episode. 